When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exonation, Annette Martin is my special guest of this hour. She is known worldwide as the psychic detective. Now... What's it like to get inside the mind of a killer or to experience the terror and pain of a murder victim? Annette Martin knows. Annette works as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective work and has helped more than 60 law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, for over 40 years to solve heinous crimes. She even became the first psychic sworn in as an expert witness in a court of law for a murder case. Annette has been uh, termed by the media as the radio psychic due to being the host of, of the first psychic talk radio show back in 1976 on the airwaves across the U.S. She has been a featured guest on hundreds of radio programs in the United States and in Canada as well as abroad. Her predictions are uncannily uh, accurate. In a reading requested by John Denver, she said she saw him flying a small craft that would tumble into the ocean. Fifteen years later, he died exactly that way. Annette has authored several books, Discovering Your Psychic World, a children's book entitled Annie Sunshine and the White Owl of the Cedars, and uh, and two meditation CDs, Peaceful White Light. Her website's www.annette-martin.com and www.closureforyou.com. Joining me now is Annette Martin. And Annette, welcome back to the Exxon. And I'm so excited for you because you have your own radio show now. Yes, thank you so much, Rob, for having me back. And I do. I'm on uh, hearwomentalk.com, which is a brand new network. Mm-hmm. Uh, hosted by Zeus Broadcasting, and it is so much fun. I call it Annette Martin's Psychic World. What I'm doing is I'm interviewing people, Mm -hmm. and I'm also having people can call in, and they can have a psychic reading as well on the air. Isn't that great? It's just been lots of fun. Well, congratulations. I know that you have worked very hard over the years. Uh, I know that... uh 
many of the police, you know, you've worked with the FBI and other law enforcement agencies. We've talked about the great work that you've done helping law enforcement bring those perpetrators to justice. Who, without your help, would have gotten away scot-free? But as you know, in the radio business, we have to take commercial breaks, so please stand by, Annette. We have to take ours right now. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo Nation, Annette Martin is our very special guest this hour. Once again, her website's www.annette-martin.com and www.closureforyou.com. That's C-L-O-S-U-R-E, the number four, the alphabet U.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break with Annette Martin. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. While walking along Kanapali Beach in Maui this past year, I kept discovering all these shells and coral in the shape of hearts. My Dialogue with Divinity was very simple. Do you want me to do a retreat to heal people's hearts in Maui next year? And of course, the answer was yes. As a master spiritual teacher, I am offering you a neat retreat called Rise, May 8th through the 12th, 2017, and the chance of a lifetime to rest at a five-star resort for five days and experience a spiritual renewal of your heart and soul. Kanapali is one of the top five beaches in the world. This stunning resort has undergone a $40 million renovation. I walked the entire property, checked out the room choices on your behalf, and I must say it is stunning. 
our conference room faces the ocean with sliding glass doors. Maui is known as Mother Maui because it is a soft, gentle, healing energy. In the embrace of Mother Maui, you will feel yourself rising from the limitations of an ordinary life to an extraordinary journey of peace, bliss, and harmony, a greater sense of clarity. Our Rise Retreat ignites renewal in the sacred elements of air, water, earth, fire, and wind. There's plenty of free time to enjoy all that Maui has to offer. A small deposit is required now to reserve your space as this retreat, it will sell out. For more details, please go to johannacarroll.com and register today. Aloha, and I'll see you in mystical Maui. And welcome back, one and all worldwide. This is The Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Annette Martin is our very special guest. She's known as the Psychic Detective. Two websites, www.annette-martin.com. And for our Canadian listeners, that's annette-martin.com. And another website is www.closureforyou.com. That's closure, the number four, the alphabet U. Dot com. Annette, for our many listeners who've joined us since the last time you graced our show with your presence, um, let, let's let them know a little bit about you, about your past. Now, when when did you find out or how did you discover that you had the gift of being psychic? Well, it actually happened when I was seven years old. It was absolutely an extraordinary experience. Um, I was playing with a group of my friends, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I had a sudden vision in which I saw my playmates turning on me with intent to kill, with throwing rocks and sticks at me. And ten minutes later, Rob, that vision became a reality. Very, very scary, (laughs) to say the least. What happened after that was, um, to make a long story very short, Mm -hmm. the children had chased me up my stairs, and uh, as I was standing there with bleeding, <laughs> when, because they had been throwing rocks and sticks at me, I heard this very deep masculine voice, and he said to me, pick up that stick. Well, I turned around thinking that it was my daddy at the door, but of course no one was there. So I turned back to the children, and I just couldn't believe what was happening. They were screaming and hollering and throwing these rocks and sticks at me, and suddenly the voice again spoke to me, and he said, pick up that stick and throw it. So I looked down at my foot, and there was a stick about 13 inches long. And as I looked at that stick, I knew that I had to make a decision, a very big decision. Either my friends were Mm -hmm. going to kill me or stone me to death, or I was going to pick up that stick and throw it, and I was going to listen to that voice. Well, I did. I picked up the stick and I threw it and hit one of the little boys straight across the nose and broke his nose. Well, blood went everywhere. And all of a sudden, all the parents came out. Now, before that, they weren't out, (laughs) which was very, very strange. So they came and they took the little boy off to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother and grandfather came down who lived next door who were taking care of me. They came and, and, and took me home. Well, 
my uh, my father uh, had said to me, now after three days, Annette, you're going to have to go outside again. And I said, what? I can't go outside. Daddy, they're going to kill me. He said, no, no, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And it was. I went outside and played jacks with one of my little girlfriends, and one of the little boy who came over that I had broken his nose came and asked if we would like to come and play on his swing set. And, of course, he was the only person who had a swing set. So I said, well, yeah, okay, and off we went. <laughs> you can imagine at seven years old, you don't think about the past. You only think about what is happening right now. Well, the story there is that it's so interesting because it was if it had never happened, even though he had a big bandage on his nose. Well, um, several weeks later, uh, a dear friend of my mother's came over for lunch. And after she left, I ran out to the kitchen and said, Mommy, Mommy, you have to call Pauline. You have to call and tell her that her big right toe really, really hurts. And my mother just looked at me and said, What? Annette, if anything was wrong with Pauline, she would have told me because she tells me everything that is wrong with her. And I said, No, 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 Mommy, you have to, you have to call her. And my mother said, Fine, fine, I'll call her tomorrow morning. Well, the morning comes around and the telephone rings and guess who it is? Your friend. It's Pauline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says, Viola, you won't believe what happened to me last night after I left your house. Oh, my goodness, I went to bed, and my big right toe began to swell up, and I was in excruciating pain. I went to the podiatrist this morning, and he had to take off the nail. It was so infected. And he said, Mrs. Moses, it is so good that you came in to see me today because this could have been extremely dangerous for you. Well, Rob, that was the beginning of my career as a medical intuitive at the at the age of seven years old. Now, is anyone now, else in your family intuitive like you are, Annette? Uh, and do you think that there is something hereditary here when it becomes when it comes to being a psychic? Absolutely, uh, I I do because it is hereditary. I have what I call my double whammy, <laughs> my. Father's mother's sister was a clairvoyant nun. She had predicted the assassination of President Carnot in France, and uh, she was in the nunnery at that time. And when she uh, told the Mother Superior, of course, the Mother Superior didn't believe her that anyone was going to assassinate the president of France. Well, two weeks later, it did happen. And she had explained it was going to be with a bouquet of flowers and a knife. And Someone walked up to the president with a bouquet of flowers that had a knife hidden, and he stabbed him to death. Well, several weeks after that, uh, my great aunt ran in to see the mother superior again, and she said, we have to leave, we have to leave. The Nazis are coming, the Nazis are coming. They're going to come into the nunnery. They're going to rape and murder us and burn down the nunnery. Well, this time, Mother Superior listened to her, and she said, all right, go and tell all the nuns to pack their things, and we're leaving in 15 minutes. So they did. They left in 15 minutes, went out into the uh, farmland out in France, and half an hour later, the Nazis marched into the nunnery. They took it over for the rest of the war and then burnt it to the ground. So that was my father's side of the family. And my mother's side of the family, my grandmother, my mother's mother, uh, Anne was her name, 
Uh, she was extremely clairvoyant, and every Friday night she was going down to this restaurant in San Francisco and doing card readings with an old deck of poker cards. And she was doing readings for people and talking to people, and she'd been doing that for years. And no one in the family knew that she was doing this, so I didn't find out until much later in life that she had been doing that. So it definitely runs in my family. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Annette Martin is our very special guest. She's known worldwide as the Psychic Detective. Now, you've been featured in many TV and radio shows as the Psychic Detective, uh, 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 Annette, as well as a medical intuitive and ghost detective. Your biography, Gift of the White Light, talks about many of the cases where you actually helped the police. And as I said before, if it wasn't for you, the perpetrator would have gone without ever being arrested. How long have you been doing this? And can you tell us about one of your high-profile cases that you actually worked on? Yes, actually, I've been doing this since uh, 1975. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's quite a few years. <laughs> and the other thing, I, one of the high-profile ones that people may remember and recognize was the the case of the Trailside Killer. Do you remember that one? Not off the top no. of my head, no. Oh, okay. It, it happened, he um, had murdered between five and seven people. And this occurred around 1979. Mm -hmm. And I was working with the Marin Sheriff's Department at that time. I had already worked on, oh my goodness, from 1975 to 1979, probably 10 or 15 cases already. And Detective Sergeant Richard Keaton was my key contact there. And he called me up one day and he says, And Dad, I want to take you out to Mount Tamalpais. This was in 1979. And he said, uh, We've had a murder. And he says, I just want you to see if, what you can tell me about what is going on there. So we did. We, we drove out to Mount Tamalpais, out to the area called Land's End in San Francisco. And uh, I started picking up, and I said, oh, my God. I said, there was a, a murder here. It was a couple of murders here. And he goes, yes. And uh, I said, you already have the bodies. He goes, yes. And I said, well, I, I keep picking up the name Carpenter. Carpenter. And, and uh, Detective Richard King looks at me and goes, Carpenter? Well, is, is that a name, or is that what he does? And I said, I don't know. All I get is Carpenter, Carpenter. You've just got to write that down. That's the name that I get. Well, what they found out about uh, two months later was the murderer was David Carpenter. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, I'm very literal, Rob, and this is one of the things I have to tell the police agencies all the time is that make sure that you write down the words, you know, on your board mm -hmm. what I mm -hmm. tell you because you may think it may be something else, which is what Detective Richard Keaton thought it was. Right. You know, the right. What he did, but in actuality, it was his name. So that has happened a number of times, and so he learned. We worked together for 35 years until he retired, and so he learned throughout those years, you know, to really take me literally. I also understand that you've worked with the Federal Bureau of Investigation on some of their cases as well. Yes, I have. Actually, uh, this was during 1975 through 1976 uh, on the Patty Hearst case. <laughs> Dear Patty Hearst and oh gosh, SLA yeah. That's in right. San Francisco. 
Do you find it? Do you find there's a difference working with, um, let's say, a, a a a local law enforcement agency compared to working with the the FBI and other federal agencies? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the FBI are f- more um, straight face, mm-hmm. serious, <laughs> and more you know, not wanting to give you any feedback. They just kind of look at me. <laughs> they don't wow. say anything. I go, uh, you know, yes, no, uh, what do you think? <laughs> they don't give me any feedback. <laughs> no sense of humor, those guys, huh? Oh, yeah, no, no sense of humor whatsoever. And But when I'm working with the law enforcement agencies, they're wonderful. And, and these guys work so hard yes, they do. in trying to solve the cases, you know, and they have a lot of empathy and a lot of passion. And, and so they, they want to know because they mm-hmm. want to get this perpetrator. They want to close this case, you know. And, and so it's a whole different ballgame with them. Annette, please stand by, young lady. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Annette Martin is our special guest. Always a great pleasure having you with us, Annette. www.annette-martin.com and then www.closureforyou.com. That's C-L-O-S-U-R-E, the number four, the alphabet U.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back, everyone. Annette Martin is our special guest, www.annette-martin.com or annette-martin.com. Or www.closureforyou.com, that's C-L-O-S-U-R-E, the number four, thealphabetu.com. What does it feel like, Annette, when you're actually inside the mind of a killer or or the the mind of the victim? How do you you keep your sanity? Well, that is a really fascinating thing, Rob, because what happens is, I go into an altered state, and I'm able to move back into the past, Mm -hmm. and it's like I step into a movie, a film, a videotape, 
what I begin to see is I begin to see our victim where they were when uh, the perpetrator came into their life, okay, where the last place where the victim had been seen. And then I see the perpetrator coming into the picture as to how he either picked her up or met with her or something. Then I go and I follow them, and it's like I'm watching what happened, where they went, and I begin to pick up the conversations between both people. And that in itself is extraordinary. When I first started doing this, it, it was just absolutely amazing to me that I was able to pick up the conversations that was going on. I thought maybe I was a little crazy, but uh, Detective Richard Keaton kept saying, no, go ahead. What else do you hear? What else are they saying? What is happening? And it just began to roll out of my mouth. So when I become the victim, I feel all, let's say it's a female, I feel all of her emotions. I feel everything that she's going through, her fear, her anxiety, or if this is a sexual act where he's going to rape her and then murder her, I feel all the sexual excitement as well. With the perpetrator, I feel his cunningness, what's going on in his mind, how messed up he is, how, how sick he is. Uh, I also pick up the medical aspects that are going on with the both of them, and especially the perpetrator, and I look for that. I look to see whether he's taking any kind of medication, if there are any scars, if there's anything that will help the law enforcement agency be able to identify this person. And so that throughout the years has been a great help and, and also another tool for them to use. You were the first psychic sworn in on a, uh, on a court case. Can you tell us about that? Yes, this was the case of Susan Polk. Uh, she had murdered her husband, who was a psychiatrist, a very well-known psychiatrist here in the Northern California area in 2007. And Susan was on trial for the murder of her husband. And Susan claimed also to be extremely psychic, which she is. And her lawyer contacted me and asked me if I would come into the court and tell the jury uh, what I do to prove that people are psychic and people can be a psychic detective. So, of course, I went down to the courthouse, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, mm -hmm. and I hear all this commotion going on <laughs> during the trial, and the lawyer comes running out, and she goes, oh, my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen here, Annette, because the defense attorney is just having cats because she does not want you on the bench. She does not want you sitting there, uh, it, you know, giving any kind of testimony. And I said, okay. So what happened was that one first day I wasn't able to go on until another uh, judge came in, and this was a man. The first judge was a female. And this male judge said, well, why not? I mean, what can she do for this case? She's not going to harm the case. Let the psychic come in and say something. That's right. So they did. Yeah. So I did. I went in and uh, I told the jury what I did and some of the cases that I worked on. And they all just said, oh, Rob, it was just absolutely fascinating for me. I just wish that I had a camera because their eyes were just huge and their mouths were a little open. I mean, they were just amazed at what I was telling them because obviously they had never heard anything like that before. So I gave my testimony and um, I was the first psychic to ever be able to do that. 
You, um, in your autobiography, Gift of the White Light, you, um, you predicted a very famous singer's death that is explained. I was wondering if you could tell us the story prior to the, the death and how you felt when the death actually happened. Yes, this was a, a prediction about um, uh, John Denver, yeah. a very, very famous person, as we all know. And I actually, I was back in um, Aspen, Colorado, with, uh, I, at the time, I was dating Buzz Aldrin, the astronaut mm-hmm. who went to the moon. And Buzz says to me, well, how would you like to uh, meet John Denver? And I went, oh, my gosh, yes, I would love to meet John Denver. He says, good, because we're going to have breakfast with him. <laughs> I said, okay. So off we went. We had breakfast, and we sat down, and I got to sit next to John. And we're talking away, and he turns to me, and he goes, Annette, you know, I'd really like to have a reading from you. I said, oh, wonderful. Well, when would you like to do that? And he goes, well, how about right after breakfast? I said, terrific. Okay, so we jump in a car and we're driving. Uh, I thought we were going to go to his house, but instead he pulls up to this house and and he says, we're going over to my very best friend's home and uh, to do the reading. And I said, well, terrific. So we walk up the stairs, the front door opens, and who is standing there but my ex-husband's first cousin, Edgar Boyles. Oh my gosh. And Edgar says, hello, Annette, how are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a surprise. So uh, we went in, and uh, we sat down in uh, Ed's uh, living room area, mm-hmm. and I did an hour reading for John. And I told John all about some music that he was writing, and he goes, yes, that's true. Yes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. He wanted to know about his home, if he was going to get his house back, because at that time he was in a divorce with Annie. And I said, yes, you will get the house back. And he also wanted to know if he was going to get almost full custody of his daughter, who he loved dearly. And I said, yes, you will. You will get those two things. And he goes, okay. And so, well, Annette, why don't you just tell me what you see, you know? And so I closed my eyes again, and oh, my gosh. I saw this small airplane, and I said, oh, John, I see you in this small airplane. This airplane looks different. I'm inside the airplane, and it looks very, very different to me, not like a normal airplane. And he goes, oh, he says, I love to fly. And I said, well, you are definitely in this airplane, and I see you flying, and you're flying over the ocean. And I'm watching this airplane, and, Rob, all of a sudden, I see the airplane going down and down and down closer to the ocean. And then everything went black. Oh, gosh. And I told John this, and he did not respond. He did not respond. He said nothing. And he goes, well, okay, Annette, well, thank you so much. You're, you're terrific, you're wonderful, and so forth and so on. Well, um, we left, and I never saw him again. And then when I got the news 15 years later that he was in this new uh, type of airplane Mm -hmm. that he had just purchased, and he was out testing it, and he was out over in the Pacific Ocean near Pacific Grove in California, and the plane went into the ocean and he died. I I was absolutely stunned. How do you cope with looking into somebody, somebody who asks you to sit down to a reading, and, and you see misery, you you see pain, you see death? How do you cope with that? And do you always tell 
the person on the other side of the table asking you these questions what you see? Yes, I do. And it's interesting because the information will come um, in a very loving way and the way it is said Mm -hmm. to them. And my, you know, I feel sometimes very sad uh, or shocked or, or whatever, but I'm able to handle it and cope with it because I know that that is that person's uh, karma, that that is what it is that they have to go through. Go through for what reason? They need to go through um, whatever their karma, what all of us have mm-hmm. uh, karma that we have to deal with, uh, dealing with our soul and having to go through different lifetimes, which I believe we do, called reincarnation, that we need to learn and we need to grow. And so there are different things that we all have to go through to learn. And what I'm finding, Rob, the more years, I mean, I've been doing this for over 40 years, that the more uh, things that we have to go through, uh, and if we learn from it, then we don't have to go through that again. Do you think or do you believe in your heart of hearts that when somebody meets you and they ask for a reading, that this is part of their destiny, this is part of their path? Yes, I do. So would you look at yourself as a guide? Oh, absolutely. And and you know, what I call myself is a mirror. And what I do is I mirror back to people Mm -hmm. what is there. Because I feel that we really know everything about ourselves, and we know our past, and we know our future, but we don't have the capability of always looking at that. And so I'm just kind of that mirror to mirror back to someone what is going on with them. Um, After I tell someone, say that they're in a psychological uh, trauma. Yes. And I see that. You know, all they tell me is their first name. That's right. all I get from them. <laughs> and I, I am telling them what they're going through, and they'll just sit there, you know, and just look at me sometimes in shock. Sometimes they'll say, how did you know that? <laughs> I'll go, you know, you came to see me, right, because mm-hmm. I'm a psychic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, but because everything is there, it's contained within mm-hmm. us, and it's within our auric field, which is the electromagnetic field around the body, and I am picking up all of that information, and then I'm able to mirror it back to them to give them solutions as how to figure this out, how to see what it is they're doing, how can they make their life better, how can they... You know, it sounds like you're a human computer because the way you just explained it, as you were talking, and when you said electromagnetic field is where all the data is kept, I I saw a, a... um, a portable hard drive and you mirror so what you do is you take the data from the electric magnetic field and relay it to the person and then using their own information as well as your ability to pull information out of the uh, the greater database for lack of better words you're able to help them Exactly. Yeah, uh, that that's a good analogy. I definitely that is a very good analogy. Yes, and I mean I have thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of letters and emails from people yep. telling me how much I've helped them. In your opinion, 
what is the best way for people listening tonight? I mean, besides calling you up for a private reading, if if they go to a psychic fair or if they are contemplating on 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 seeking psychic assistance for a for a problem they may be having in their life, how how should they know who to go to and who not to go to? That is a very good question, especially if they're going to a psychic fair. That mm-hmm. is very, very difficult. Um, but I I do feel that the best thing to do is to go with your own intuition as to whether uh, there's a... If you're going to a psychic fair, let's say, and there's a long line of people at one particular booth with a psychic is doing readings, you're going to know that, aha, this person must know something. Yeah. They must have a good feeling. So I'm going to stand in this line. If you go by and see people who don't have anyone sitting there, I would say stay away from them. Trust your gut feeling. Trust exactly. your own intuition. Yes. Over the years, <laughs> over the years, Annette, have you seen a change in the type of questions you're being asked? Are they still love, money, uh, job, or are they turning more spiritual? Oh, definitely turning more spiritual. Also, um, the very first question that the majority of my clients ask me, the number one is, tell me about my health. Really? Because they know that I'm a medical intuitive. Tell me about my health. That's number one. Then they want to know about their spirituality. They want to know about their jobs. They want to know about their family, their children, their husbands, their mothers, their fathers. Annette, you and I have to take our final break for this hour. Please stand by. So, Nation, Annette Martin is our special guest. www.annette-martin.com. Not Martian. Martin.com. I know she's out of this world, but that's ridiculous. www.annette-martin.com or www.closure4u.com. That's C-L-O-S-U-R-E, the number four, the alphabet U.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation. Whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials, how we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Annette Martin is our special guest this hour. As always, Annette, great having you on the show. This hour has gone by so fast. Look forward to having you back in the future. Thank you so much, Rob, for having me on. It was just a delight. Uh, and uh, Annette, I was wondering if you might be able to peer into the future and tell us what's going to happen with the catastrophe that's going on in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think it's going to drag on and on and on. Oh, it's so sad. Such a tragedy. Really? Uh, mm. When people come to see you and seek your your assistance in their lives, do they, do they know that in order for their lives to be reconciled in a positive manner that they really have to follow the guidance that you're going to be giving them, even if it goes against what they really believe? Yes, I do. I, I do believe that they do follow because mm-hmm. I get all this feedback from my clients. And so I know that they have listened and they've paid attention and they're really working on it. And they're so sweet because they will write and tell me, I'm doing everything you said <laughs> and that everything's working out. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? It is. December 21st, 2012. What's your take on it? December 21st, 2012. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I think what is going on, I think 2012 is really going to be a very good year because we're getting all ready for it. We're beginning to open up, and mm-hmm. people are becoming more aware of themselves and more aware of their spirituality and knowing this and paying attention to other energies that are out there, such as ghosts and, and residual hauntings as well. So I feel that we're growing, and for me, it is extremely exciting. It is not negative. I do not see 2012 us, the world ending. Definitely, definitely not. I see it as a new beginning. You mentioned ghosts. Um, you. Why is it that people think or believe ghosts can only be seen at night? This has never this has never made sense to me. And I was wondering maybe as a person who deals with this a lot, you might be able to shed some light onto the topic. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Ghosts are they're there all the time, okay? It doesn't matter. And I have talked to oh my gosh, probably a hundred ghosts in my lifetime. And they are there. And these television people who go out there and they say, oh, we have to turn off all the lights. It has to yeah. be in the dark. And then they fall down and they run into chairs and they hear these little strange noises and run out the door. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are they doing? <laughs> you know? It's crazy. Ghosts are there. And there are different reasons. It's a consciousness. 
then the ghost um, may have died because it either was uh, murdered right. or it died a death uh, from a disease of some kind. They could be very confused. They could be um, also angry. They don't want to go into the lights. They're afraid they're going to run either into their murderer. I have one ghost who's afraid of that. Oh, geez, Annette, ghosts. I hate to do this, but we've just run out of time for tonight. Look forward to the next time you join us here in the X-Zone. We'll talk about ghost hauntings and so much more from the other side with you the next time you come. But Exo Nation, Annette Martin has been our guest this hour. Annette-Martin.com, closureforyou.com. Take care, Annette. Be good and congratulations on your show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. We'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.